Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest Happy Wednesday, Edwin. Happy Wednesday, Andrew. You know, a neat thing today about today's calendar. Yeah? It might actually be a palindrome. <laughs> well, I think it's one, two, two, two. It is 1222-21. That's what I have on my console to make sure that we're recording the right conversation for the right day. And for anyone that writes a check, they'll just enjoy that today. Yeah, if they even know what a palindrome is. (laughs) Or or have ever written a check. (laughs) All right, let's talk about Matthew 16. And honestly, I want to talk about this confession of Peter, and uh, it's just pretty straightforward. It's a good one. Here we go, Matthew chapter 16, beginning in verse 13 from the English Standard Version. Now, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, Well, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Let me read that again. Simon Peter replied, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he strictly charged the disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ. So I will admit, I did change the word from hell to Hades. There's a footnote in the ESV that it's Hades there. The ESV does say the gates of hell, but the footnote points out that it is Hades. Appreciate that reading so much couple of things were interesting to me when I got to go to Israel a couple of years ago and went to Caesarea Philippi. One of the things that I didn't know was that there was a great Gentile influence in that city, in that town, in the first century, um, which, you know, you, you might think, well, I, I guess it was called Caesarea, which is Caesar. Yeah. Rhea. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's exactly right. Philip. I. Uh-huh. Exactly. Hmm. So there was a large Gentile influence, even though this is uh, kind of in the uh, environs of Galilee. So what you have, though, is this broad rock face. And at the base of this rock face, they had carved out different areas where they had set in their idols. And it actually was a place of um, idolatry and where some of those Roman gods were were worshipped even there in Judah. They've excavated all that out so you can see that. It's fascinating to see some of the language here because, yeah, there's this huge kind of open cliff that the town was built out of, particularly uh, the the focus for the idols. And then you got all these different gods, all these different things that people of that area were worshiping and serving. So there's this big, huge rock yes. where all the idols are placed, and uh-huh. they have their foundation. Yeah, that's exactly right. Hmm. Interesting. I know it. And so at the 
at the in, in the presence of this big huge rock with where all that this idolatrous worship with that background exactly Jesus says okay guys it's time who, to get real who do people say that I who, am who do people say that I the son of man am mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. okay so we've said this again and again and again anybody who's been listening to our conversations throughout Matthew recognizes the apologetic nature of this and Absolutely. and Matthew's narrative versus the counter narratives that everyone else is coming up with right we're back to the point again that Jesus is somebody that has to be dealt with yeah who do who do people say that I am and the disciples don't say they don't care about you. They haven't noticed you. They say that you're nobody. No, folks are saying this is somebody that we got to figure out who this guy is. And so some people say John the Baptist, which was, was Herod. Yeah, right. Herod had said that. Yeah, he did. So he, he was John the Baptist come back from the dead. Some people say you're Jeremiah mm-hmm. or one of the prophets. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what some of the people are saying. So when when the people are witnessing, they have to say he is somebody. Now. I will say this, the apostles leave out what the Pharisees had said. We yes. remember the Pharisees' counter-narrative was, uh, he's a guy with a demon. Yeah, that's right. They leave out what even his own family had said, yeah, he's a little bit crazy. Mm-hmm. They've mm-hmm. left that out. But the people, for the most part, are recognizing, this is somebody we've got to deal with. We, we've got to figure out who this guy is. And they were making their best stab at it, and it's all these amazing things he I was says, going to say that is not a bad list. No, from the Jewish perspective, uh, you would think it. Well, hey, we're we're onto something here. They think you're a great prophet, mm. which actually ties back into a prophecy that Moses said. That you know, I'm going to mm-hmm. raise up a prophet. God said through Moses, I'm going to raise up yeah. a prophet. Like and and it Deuteronomy wasn't just 18. it wasn't just here's the next prophet and the next one. There was the idea that an ultimate prophet was coming. Right. And so as they say things like John the Baptist and Jeremiah mm-hmm, and Ezekiel mm-hmm, or Elijah, and mm-hmm. one of the prophets, they're moving toward that ultimate fulfillment. Hadn't quite gotten there. So then Jesus turns to the disciples and says, well, what about you? Who do, who do you think I am? That is a question that no one can escape. And that's the point. Yeah. It's a question that has to be asked. Who do you think Jesus is? And once again, what is not on the table is, oh, he's a decent guy. Yeah. He's a good teacher. Yeah. He's a... Uh, you know, a wise sage, because here's a fellow that has been talking about life and death and eternity, who has been claiming to bring salvation and forgiveness of sins. And if he is not all of that, then he is a tremendous liar. Mm-hmm. We, we go back to our, our options really are the king of heaven or the prince of the demons. That's right. Which, which of these are we going to accept Jesus as? And so the apostles, they, they, get, about, they get outside of all that spectrum in the middle. Mm-hmm. You're not just a prophet. You're the prophet. Mm-hmm. You're not just a king. You're the king. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. You're not just a child of God. You are the son of of God. You are uh, this divine. You are the Messiah. You are the Christ. You are the one who is going to be ushering in the kingdom. And Jesus responds to that because Peter's the one that steps out and says it. Peter's Peter the one says that, it. Peter's the one that leads the apostles in this confession. And Jesus says, you're blessed. Mm-hmm. You're blessed because let me tell you, you, you didn't learn this from anybody except from God. You've been paying attention. You've been listening to what God has been revealing. You know, those Pharisees, they couldn't figure out the signs of the times. No, that's right. But you're figuring it out. Yeah, nice connection. on this rock, Mm -hmm. I'm going to build my congregation. I'm going to build my assembly. 
Well, that was going to be my question <laughs> for you. Now I'm not sure I want to ask you. <laughs> Maybe I'll get it wrong. So what is this rock? I believe this rock is the confession of the true identity of Jesus Christ. The rock is Christ. That is the bedrock, that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Peter is being blessed for recognizing it, but this is what God can build his church upon. This is what the kingdom is built upon. There's been all this about about the kingdom coming and the kingdom of heaven, and now is the time, and these are the signs because of this confession and that Jesus has selected them, they are going to be given keys of the kingdom. They're going to have a role of authority and revelatory work in this kingdom. Revelatory. Revelatory. Revel- that's a great word. Can you say that five times fast? <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> I appreciate you bringing up earlier this um, geographical background to what's yeah. going on as they're by this rock face where so many people have put their idols and he has that. But I also think there's just the the scriptural backdrop here through Matthew. Remember in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus talked about the wise builder who builds his house upon the rock mm-hmm. by hearing the words of Jesus and doing them. Do you recall when Jesus was baptized that God himself breaks forth, the skies rip open, the spirit descends on Jesus like a dove, and God's voice is heard saying, saying what? This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. God is the one who has revealed this. That's how it started. And that's how it's been going. Jesus is doing these works of God, revealing exactly who he is. And Peter has confessed it. The apostles have come alongside. And Jesus says, you know, when I'm building my house, when I'm building the church, and you know, Paul is going to write later that the church is the house of God. Yes, he is. Jesus is saying, when I'm building my house, it is going to be on this bedrock. I am digging down through the sand, and I am finding the rock upon which to build my house. And the rock is, Jesus is the Christ. He is the son of the living God. He is not in league with the prince Mm -hmm. of demons. He is not merely a good teacher or a wise sage, or an intelligent philosopher. In fact, he's more than a prophet. Even to say that he's like a Jeremiah is less than. He is greater, what have we said, than the temple, Mm -hmm. than Jonah, Mm -hmm. than Solomon, than Moses, than Joshua, than Elijah, than Elisha. He is greater than all of this. And so the apostles have come to recognize Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God. He is the anointed one, the one that God has anointed as prophet and priest and king. king. And based upon that confession, the church of Christ is going to be built. The house of Christ is going to be built. The kingdom of Christ is going to be built. I understand that those terms are not exactly 100% synonymous, but this is what Jesus is pointing out here. The gates of Hades death is not going to prevail against his kingdom. And I think it's important. This is why I went ahead and changed that to the footnote, because I I do think that what Jesus is pointing out is that death is not going to prevail. He started letting them know that he's going to die, Mm -hmm. but he is the Christ, the son of the living God, and the gates of Hades are not going to prevail. He is not going to be held in the realm of the dead. He is going to burst forth from the from the dead. And so when he goes to the cross, mm-hmm. he's trying to let the apostles know, guys, don't worry about it. Death isn't going to conquer this. Hades isn't going to conquer this. The realm of the dead doesn't beat this. I, I am king. Based on this, you guys need to believe this. You need to believe it even when you see me die. You need to believe that I am the Christ, the son of the 
living God. Mm-hmm. Death isn't going to conquer this. Mm-hmm. Amen. And it's good to emphasize this. Um, there is an idea that the church is being built on Peter, and this is a type of a coronation moment. And this moment is so big for Peter because Peter is the first pope. Mm. But that is to miss it. There's a little play on words going on there, and that Peter is a pebble or a stone, but there is a Petra, there is a bedrock, foundational rock that the church rests upon. Which is the confession that Jesus is the Christ. And so Peter is not big enough in and of himself to carry the weight of the church. It is Christ who is the foundation of the church. So making Peter the bedrock is an error. But in response to that error, let's not move to the other side as if Peter was nothing important. Because what Jesus says is, I'm going to give you guys the keys to the kingdom. Yeah. So they're not the bedrock. They're not the foundation, at least in this metaphor here, of this church. But I tell you what, when they opened a door, that's the door we're supposed to walk through. When they closed a door, that's a door we're supposed to avoid. Amen to that. They are foundational, as we'll pick up in uh, Ephesians Ephesians. 2, Mm -hmm. right? And and when Paul writes about the church. Uh, But, you know, at the same time, Peter wasn't the wasn't the king over the others, right? There is this office of apostle, and there were 12 of them there. The conclusion for us today is Jesus is someone that has to be dealt with, and Matthew's point is he is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And if you're going to reject that and neglect that, you got to come up with some story that explains it. It's the question that you and I will answer as well. Who do you say that Jesus is? He is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Let's pray. Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for the revelation of your word. Truly, I believe and we believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Father, we believe in the kingdom that rests upon that true foundation, an everlasting kingdom. Thank you for your grace that has provided it, for the revelation and the way you have worked through those apostles to bring that word throughout the ages and even to us today. Father, we want to know that word, obey that word, be a part of that kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.